Are you ready? It's time for the Hammered Sports Podcast. You heard it. It is time for the Hammered Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Gray, here with my co-host, Tom Abbey. Hey, everyone. Let's kick off another exciting week of football action here. With uh, we'll review our, our choices from last weekend, which were nothing too exceptional, um, but saw some minor progress for us here, and uh, then we'll talk about what we've got in the upcoming week, and see if we can get ourselves rolling here. Um, recording on a Wednesday night here and watching Coastal Carolina play against Louisiana right now, and looks like the Chanticleers are off to a nice start here near halftime. Yeah, a minute to go, got a six-point lead. Pretty good for a team catching nine in this game, so should be fun to watch the second half of this one. Um, Tom, start us off with a recap of last week's performance in college football. College, both of us went one and two. Uh, let's see here. Um, I was a winner on my lock with UNC. Florida ended up being a, a loser outright. Yeah. Uh, and then Syracuse did not win. That was my money line play. Uh, they did not get the W for me. Uh, you were also on Florida. That was the game we were on together. Uh, and you were also on the Bama first half. That did not cover. And then the Florida State and Notre Dame, you did hit the over on that one. Yeah, that one uh, That one covered pretty easily. Really, really yeah. pretty comfortable win there. So I think we might have had it near halftime at, at over 52. So uh, pretty happy with that selection. But a little disappointed in the Alabama performance. Um, not exactly sure what's going on there, but uh, I did not anticipate that kind of shootout back and forth and, and for it to take that long for Alabama to stretch it out. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, let's get started this week. Let's jump right in with some of the selections that we have for the week. Um, what, did, what were your major takeaways, first of all, from the college weekend last weekend? Anything that really stood out to you? Um, that no team in the Big 12 can be trusted. That's kind of standing out. Yeah. Um, had another upset there. Kansas State coming out on top of TCU. Um, you know, I'm a little bit upset with the way certain things played out last weekend. I played a five-team over-under parlay early for just the noon games last weekend. And the last leg of the parlay that I needed was Oklahoma and Texas under 75. The game ends, it's 31-17 with five minutes left, so we're at 48 points and uh, feeling pretty good about it. And then Oklahoma folds late, gives up two touchdowns to Texas, sends it to overtime at 62 points, and it was just inevitable at that point that the game was going to go over. But boy, is it frustrating to lose. I mean, I was getting plus 2,500, so 25 to 1 on my on my wager. Um, really, really frustrating to, to lose a five-leg parlay like that. Yeah. Um, I guess I should have played all overs because that was the lone under I had on my ticket. <laughs> and it also did not go under. So, um, you know, on to this week. Let's try and right the ship here a little bit, right, Tom? Yeah, I think the, you know, we're... You need to do tried and true stuff. You need to look for some angles that are stuff that has worked in the past. And one of the them that I'm going with is UCF. Um, I think UCF is a very good high-scoring football team. 
They're playing Memphis. Uh, we were talking about this game, um, just about the line with, without seeing what the line is, and we thought it would be, you know, UCF's you know, minus seven, UCF minus six and a half, and it's actually UCF minus three and a half. Um, so give me UCF to cover against Memphis. Yeah, I like that play early, Tom. That seems like a um, Memphis has been pretty good, but they they don't have the same kind of rushing attack that they have in the past. Yeah. You got the change at uh, at coach there with Mike Norvell moving on. I think that UCF will continue uh, under Josh Heupel to have a lot of success on the offensive side of the ball. So um, you know, I don't see I don't see why that's that play is not uh, yeah. you know really a good one here mm-hmm. in this spot. Memphis's two games are, are Arkansas State and at SMU. They beat Arkansas State by 13, but then they lost to SMU by a field goal. I think this is a step up in competition to, to play UCF. Uh, and I like UCF to, to get the win. Yeah, so um, I'm going to go to a Friday night game this week. It's SMU uh, playing against uh, Tulane. SMU is minus 7 in this game, and I'm going to lay those 7 points with the Mustangs. Uh, this is a play against. This is both a play against uh, Tulane and their their porous defense. And uh, really, I, I love the way that Shane Bouchelle is playing there uh, for SMU right now. You've got a Tulane team that they they blew a, a 24 nothing lead. I think it was against Navy. Um, they hung a big number on Southern Miss, but Southern Miss is not good this year. Yeah. Uh, they've had all kinds of turmoil there. And uh, then I watched the game last week, and they were outgained by 400 yards against Houston. Houston, their offense is good, but SMU's is just as good. How on earth is Tulane going to keep up in this game? I'm going to lay the seven with SMU here in this spot. Um, for my second selection of the week, I'm going to go to uh, another game that, that's involving uh, similar type teams here. I've got UTEP. Plus six and a half over Southern Miss. The same Southern Miss team that gave up 66 points to Tulane now plays UTEP. They've played similar strength of schedule. I have them rated in my power rankings very evenly, and UTEP is now getting six and a half points in this game. Originally, this line was uh, Southern Miss minus one a couple of weeks ago, or it may have even been as early as early this week. Um, But to see the line move this much, I think it's too much. I'm going to take the Miners, plus six and a half. All right. Um, My next pick, uh, we're going to stick with a team that's been just really impressive to me. I was not on them to start the season, and hopefully I'm not coming to to their side (laughs) too late here. But I have BC, um, plus 12, playing Vatek. Now, BC has been very good this year, beating Duke and Texas State. Uh, last week beating Pitt in overtime. Their only loss is a four-point loss to North Carolina, who obviously is a very good football team of their own. So BC to hang in there. They they seemingly have found some good things. You got the old Notre Dame transfer over there playing quarterback. Uh, so give me BC plus the 12. Just, just keep it close. And, you know, BC played UNC just as tough as Virginia Tech did. So, you know, a different style of game. But in a situation like this, getting 12 points, give me the team that plays better defense. Right now it looks like that's BC. Um, so I, I like your side there, Tom. That's one that we talked about briefly before yeah. uh, we got started tonight, and that, that's a really good play in my book. And uh, your final college pick this final week, one, This is one you and I talked about before, too, and I've been flim-flamming 
on whether I really like it or I just kind of like it. Do I want to put it on the podcast? And I'm going to go with it. We're going to go Kentucky plus the six. Um, this Again, this game I've been flipping back and forth. Uh, Tennessee is, is the favorite. They're at home. Um, it should be a, a close game. I think both teams, Kentucky's defense is really the big difference in this game to me. Kentucky's defense has been very good. Uh, Tennessee, they looked vulnerable against Georgia. Georgia was able to kind of expose some of their weaknesses. So give me Kentucky plus the six. I like it to keep it close. And, uh, yeah, that rounds me out for college ball. Yeah, and uh, for me, the final choice of the week in in college ball is going to go back to the ACC here. And I'm going to continue the fate of Florida State and their defense and the struggles that they're having right now. And I'm going to take UNC minus 13.5. I think that you better get on this one now if you want to keep it under 14 because I don't see any way this line doesn't continue to climb. Uh, UNC showed how many points they can score this past week against Virginia Tech. I don't think that Florida State's defense is as good as Virginia Tech's defense at this point. Um, I don't anticipate that Florida State's going to be able to keep up with, with UNC at all. I think that they've got problems at the quarterback position. Jordan Travis gives them a little more running, but I don't know if they're going to go back to James Blackman now or what's going to happen there. Um, I just don't I don't see it in Florida State this year. I think eventually they'll improve, um, but I don't see it here in this spot, and my power ratings have this two separate. Uh, these two teams are way too far apart for me not to lay the 13.5 with the Tar Heels and Sam Howell. Any other games you're really looking forward to this week? Yeah, I want to see if Auburn can play a decent game against South Carolina. I'm a little concerned. <laughs> yeah. But, no, um, you know, when you when you look at the rest of the card, you've got Florida LSU that's been canceled at this point. Yeah. Um, Georgia Alabama obviously is a big deal, but you've got Nick Saban tested positive for COVID earlier today. Yeah. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with that game, uh, but Alabama's got to shore up some things on the defensive side of the ball if they want to compete in that football game, I'll tell you that. That was... Uh, very unimpressive performance against Ole Miss, and they're they're going to need to do better on that side of the ball. I, I've I've never seen a Saban team uh, play that poorly on the defensive side of the ball for an extended period of time in the game. There's another game I'm really interested in. Um, it's Friday night, the BYU Cougars versus the Houston Cougars. Uh, you know, BYU's been off to a hot start, right? And I I love what Houston's doing there. I think that it's going to take a little time for them to really get rolling. Um, but I think that could be a fun football game. I'd lean towards BYU in that spot, but... Yeah, if you're into Cougars, it's the game for you. Yeah, no doubt about it. So, um, let's move on to a little NFL chatter, huh, Tess? Yes, the NFL. And I'm going to talk just briefly about the power rankings updates that I've made this week. And, you know, because we've got a new number one overall, uh, first and foremost. And, you know, that's that's something worthy of talking about. But let's start at the bottom of the league. And as always, we'll start with the New York Jets. <laughs> this uh, this team. Oh, there's a Louisiana touchdown with five seconds left in the half here, and oh boy, it's going to be fourteen thirteen. It looks like a halftime here. Um, so we've got the New York Jets. They're just not good. They're you know, and how much can you downgrade them? You know, they they uh, again were not competitive. Joe Flacco makes things even worse there. They just cut Le'Veon Bell. The, nobody believes in Adam Gase in that locker room. This team, or should they? Yeah, how long can you let that guy stay there? I mean, I'm just hoping for one more weekend now. It looks like I'm going to get it. So, <laughs> yeah. as the Dolphins game with them got moved. Oh, look at this. There's another blocked extra point. 
it's going to be a 13-all tie. All right. So, um, you know, they're, they're going to... They're solidly dead last in my rankings by three points. Uh, then I've got uh, the Washington football team, the Atlanta Falcons, and the New York Giants all lumped together at six and a half points worse than an average team. I think that that group is just basically... Uh, it's a stagnant group. I think, you know, the Falcons made a move. They they finally got rid of Dan Quinn. Yep. Which is overdue, really. So. Yeah, and I don't think Dan Quinn's a, a bad coach by any stretch. I think it, it's you've seen this before in the NFL. The message gets stale. The, you know, you can only get it so far with, with his, um, what he's trying to do with the team. You need somebody else to come and look at it, look at the roster fresh and try something new. Absolutely. So, um, you know, th- those guys are kind of mired at the bottom of the league right now. And um, then I've got the Broncos at six points worse than an average team. Uh, they're just, they're not very good right now either. And, you know, their lone victory on the season was against the Jets, and that was in question for a period of time. So uh, that should in and of itself tell you that they're not a very good football team right now. And they've got problems there too with uh, quarterback issues and then Melvin Gordon getting a DUI last night. Yeah. Um, that's not helpful when you've got stuff like that going on. He must have had money on the bills. Yeah, understandably he was having too many in that case. <laughs> so uh, let's move on to the top of the uh, power ratings right now. And at number five, uh, we've got the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, they've moved into the top five now and... Uh, you know, it's kind of a steady climb for them. They're they're playing good football and continuing to prove themselves. And I think as they're getting more time together with Big Ben getting more games under his belt after the time off last year, uh, they become more and more dangerous every week. Yeah, and they're they're finding ways to use their weapons. Chase Claypool went crazy last week. Wow. They used him in a bunch of different ways. Multiple rushing touchdowns for the guy. So... They're, they're getting back in the groove. And, you know, think about that. You're adding that to the mix with Juju Smith-Schuster, which is a, yeah. you know, he's a very solid NFL receiver. Um, so that group all of a sudden is becoming, you know, a, a deal that you don't want to mess <clears throat> mess with. And on the defensive side of the ball, they've had uh, the best run defense in the NFL. So uh, it's, been, it's been a really good start for that group. Um, at number four, we've got the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, holding steady there. Um, no change in their rating this week um, with their expected victory over Cincinnati. Uh, then we've got the Seahawks. Uh, no change there. They're at number three. Uh, then the Kansas City Chiefs coming off a loss to Vegas. Uh, I didn't want to downgrade this team too much, but uh, divisional opponent, but they've got some issues they need to work out on the defensive side of the ball. You can't give up those kind of points. And uh, that was done a lot through the air with Derek Carr in that game. Uh, Impressive performance by Vegas, right? And then uh, the new number one is the Green Bay Packers. Um, You know, they they continue to do what they need to do every single week. And I think that they're, I think that they're the best, they're playing the best right now. Are they the best personnel? But they've got that run and pass threat. They're a very balanced football team. Uh, and on a neutral field, I would take them over pretty much anyone in the league right now. Yeah. So that'll do it for our power ratings update. Let's get started with um, what we did last week on our selections. Uh, so I was one and two, Kevin two and one, and 
let's see here. And the the game decider was the the Colts. Um, the Colts Browns. Colts yeah. Browns game. Yeah, that was that what decided that between the two of us, we were on opposite sides. Kevin was on the right side with the Browns, and uh, that was the difference. Just happy to uh, be right in one of these arguments. You know, I, I make these arguments about myself <laughs> with myself frequently. I'm just happy that I was correct on this one, and that the Browns looked to. Uh, they were the team that didn't fold. They didn't make the big mistakes. So, um, you know, happy to happy to come out on top there. And I had one other winner on the weekend. Um, I think it was in the NFL. Uh, Arizona. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Arizona. Um, just, <laughs> how can you go wrong playing against the Jets right now? Yeah. I mean, really. And what was your winner on the weekend, Tom? Carolina. Carolina. Yeah. Good choice. Comfortable victory. So, let's move on to our selections. We'll wrap up the show with those for this week. Uh, Tom, why don't you kick us off here with your first yeah. pick? So, Kevin's reading off these power rankings of his. And the first, he goes bottom five first. And he, he talks about two of the teams I have picked this week. So, of two of your bottom five. First, my first game is my money line pick of the week. The Washington football team versus the New York football giants. Uh, when I'm looking at this, I see a suspect offensive line of the Giants and a defensive line of the Brown or yeah, of the Browns, the Washington Football Team that can really get after it. Uh, offensively, the Giants have been a mess since Saquon Barkley's been hurt. Uh, I look for that to continue. I look for Washington to be able to get the win. Uh, sounds like Kyle Allen's going to get the start again. Uh, I don't really care which of the three quarterbacks plays I, I don't think that's going to end up mattering so give me the Washington football team it's only plus 125 right now uh, we'll see if this Kyle Allen news affects it and if it goes up or down alright um, well Tom just screwed me on my money line pick so I'm going to mix it up for you guys I don't want to make the same money line <laughs> pick as Tom did I was I was also on Washington I think that they're going to beat the Giants I think they're the better team yes um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna change it up and you know what I'm gonna go to one of the bottom teams in the league and I'm gonna take a shot here on my money line play and take the Atlanta Falcons to get the bounce off of the firing of Dan Quinn. So we've got Dan Quinn terminated. Raheem Morris is loved by the the players. He's a he's a players coach. Uh, let's see if this team gets excited this week playing against a Minnesota team that's not very impressive. Uh, they've had their struggles. Delvin you know, Cook's a little banged up. Yeah. So um, let's see if, if Atlanta can wake up with the termination of Dan Quinn and uh, throw the ball around here in Minnesota. If you hear me chuckling in the background, that's because my next pick is Atlanta plus the four and a half. <laughs> so I'm going to keep it because I really love this pick. I think four and a half is too much. I, I, I'm going to keep that for now. All right. Yeah, well. We got that one out of the way. (laughs) So um, I'm going to give you my lock of the week now. And my lock of the week is going to go to, uh, I'm going to run back with Tennessee here, minus three and a half against Houston. Um, To me, it's a, so my lock of the week, I'm sorry, my lock of the week was SMU. I had them at minus seven. um, And I, I really like SMU to run that game out of the building. Uh, Tennessee's not my lock of the week, but it's still a play. Minus three and a half um, over Houston. 
I think that uh, the Houston defense is vulnerable. They just found out that Bernard McKinney is going to be out for the season. And after seeing what the play-action game did to the Bills last night, it feels like Houston will be in the same quandary where they're going to have to commit so many guys to slowing down Derrick Henry. I think that in the past they've done well against this team, but this was not the same Tennessee team that they've done well against. Uh, Ryan Tannehill is a different quarterback with play action than Marcus Mariota is. Uh, I think that we're going to see a really, really good Tennessee team here uh, continue to have success, and I don't think there will be any letdown, and I think there could be a little emotional letdown from the uh, first win of the season for Houston last week. I think that, that bounce that you get with a new coach only lasts one week oftentimes, and uh, now they've got to deal with Tennessee, who looked really good last night. So give me the Titans, minus three and a half. Um, you know what, I'll just give you my final pick of the week, and that's going to be the Cincinnati Bengals, plus eight over Indianapolis. Uh, I do not see this as this big of a disparity in these teams uh, in eight points right now. I think Joe Burrow is doing a pretty good job there at quarterback. I like some of the things he's doing with Tyler Boyd, and T. Higgins is making some plays. To me, it, Joe Mixon runs the ball really well. The defense yeah. is going to be the question mark, but I'm Philip. I'm kind of fading Philip Rivers at this point. I think that he's continuing to struggle. There, there's already talk of a little controversy there as to whether they should move to Jacoby Brissett. So, in in this situation, I'm going to go ahead and, and take the eight points and expect the Bengals to hang within that touchdown. Yeah, I think eight's a lot in that game too. It was one of the games I considered. Um, I just find it hard to trust rookies. Yeah. Uh, my last pick in the NFL weekend is the Rams. I'm going with the Rams. The Rams are been looking very, very good. I'm trying to find my note here. Uh, I, I got them at minus four uh, against the 49ers. The 49ers have been struggling. They obviously looked poor last week. Sounds like Garoppolo is going to give it another go. But I just don't see how this Rams defense who has been so good, is, is not very successful against this this 49ers offense, which has not been very impressive. Um, Niners have those injuries on the defensive line, which was their strength, was that defensive line. Give me the Rams, I, and I'll, I'll tell you one thing, I think the Rams run it all over them this week. Yeah. All over them. Well, and that's interesting because Miami threw it all over them. Yes. So, you know, when you've got concerns on both, with dealing both the pass and the run, uh, you're going to have real problems here. Uh, the Rams have been a sneaky good running team this season. Their their numbers, because they use multiple backs, it doesn't really stand out when you're kind of looking at it, but their team number is very good. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, that's it for our selections for the week, Tom. Let's talk quickly about uh, some of the big you know, games. Some of the big games. It's a, it's a good slate. It really is a good slate. And I was actually... Uh, there are just some very interesting games. I think the Bears-Panthers game is interesting. you got two teams who have looked good recently. The Bears, can they keep it rolling? The Panthers, are they going to be a team that's for real and is getting better, or, or are they just going to fade off there? Yeah, Browns-Steelers. Oh, uh, Lord. The Browns are playing good football right now. You know They're running the ball really well, and the Steelers are doing very well stopping the run, save for one long one to Sanders last week. Yeah. Uh, I think that you're, you're talking about a, a really good matchup between those two teams. Can Baker Mayfield really elevate this Cleveland team at this point? Because they look like they, they might be for real. I'm concerned about the defensive side of the ball with them. I think Pittsburgh's a little more well-rounded. Should be a fun football game in the AFC North. Yeah, absolutely. That AFC North's crazy, and this game may end up having a big say in who comes out of it. 
and uh, what the seeding is for that. And then uh, the game of the week to me was Packers Buccaneers game. Brady and Rodgers. Well, I mean, in well, Tampa. In Tampa and Tampa. Yeah. Uh, I mean, who? How can you not get excited to see how this game plays out? The Packers have looked great. The Buccaneers have been very good. Uh, still, some things they're working on. Obviously, as they're still in their first year with everything, but just very it should be a great, fun football game. Absolutely. Any leans towards anything you really like? Uh, in those games, or yeah. just any? Um, I don't know. Uh, Tampa Bay is only plus one, so it makes me think that the like to want to lean to the Packers side. Yeah. Uh, I just think they're better. But that that trip to Tampa Bay, I just I don't know. I, I like the. My- uh, I like the over in that game, though. 55.5 doesn't seem like it's going to be enough. Now we're going to get double barrel action on Monday night. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs at the Buffalo Bills. Uh, you know, should should be a really interesting game to see if Buffalo can bounce back. Yeah, uh, and make a game out of it at least. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, you know, and for, for Bills fans, you certainly need a bounce back thing, if nothing else. for uh, you, you, it's, it's tough when you come off a bad loss. You don't want to have another bad loss right. right behind it. So be competitive in the game. Play Kansas City tough. Understand if you fall a little short, it's not that big of a deal. Chiefs you are know, good, yeah. Chiefs are the defending Super Bowl champions. So this is this is a big spot. It's telling for what the Bills might be for the rest of the season. Can they respond in a big spot here? Yeah. Um, following a controversial week leading up to that Titans game. Yeah, now, now you're on a short rest having to play the Chiefs. So, you know. Bring, bring your big boy pants and put up a fight. And then after that, as you're alluding to, Arizona at Dallas. What will Dallas look like with Dalton? Um, can Arizona keep winning? I mean, at 3-2, yeah. and two, they're, they're sneaky good. Their offense is awesome to watch. A lot of fun. Even with our fantasy love, Kenyon Drake, struggling, their yeah. offense has been humming. So, uh, how many points can Arizona put up on that Dallas defense? How many points can both of these teams put up? Yeah, the, the, this over under might need to be set at sixty four. I mean, it's, it's it's not that high right now. Uh, actually, on on the app we use to you know, to bet, it's not on there. But I'm looking at another site and I see it at fifty five. Yeah, I that mean, it's not high enough. It's not high enough with these two teams. <laughs> Here's just a little sample. It opened at fifty two. It's already all the way up to it's 55. It's going to keep streaming up. So yeah. um, I probably won't play it because I hate playing overs in primetime games like that. It just yeah. aggravates me beyond belief. <laughs> so, uh, But I think that this is a spot that if you like playing overs, you might as well get that one in now because it's going to keep gonna going go up. Over, it might yeah. be a 58-59 before game day. So another week in the books, Tom. Let's see if we can have a, a really good week. I'm, I'm smelling one of us having like a 6-0 and week here coming up. I can feel it coming. Oh, I love we're, it. Yeah, we're, we're making progress. Another 3-3 three and three week last week. Um, you know, so I, I think it's time that, that we can uh, turn the tables and start giving out some really good winners here. Um, until next week, guys, we'll be back. See ya. See ya.